Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And before I get to my interview with Robert Peters, I want to uh, apologize for being a little erratic with the release dates. Uh, lately, I've had some uh, health issues. Uh, mainly, I had gum surgery last week. And uh, I can't tell you, folks, what a pleasure it is to have uh, a graft. I had receding gums. You didn't want to know this stuff, but I'm going to explain it anyway. Uh, some gum recession. And what happens is they slice off a piece of gum on your palate and sew it where it's needed. And then they stitch you up. And now I have stitches in my mouth. And uh, it's really annoying. But uh, hey, I'm a survivor, folks. I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, it sucked to have it done, but uh, there you go. Also, I had some cancellations and this and blah, 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 blah. But we're going to do a show anyway. And uh, this is another quick turnaround. I just interviewed. Uh, this is coming out a day after the interview, actually. Uh, met Robert uh, many times before. In the past, we have a lot of mutual friends. And uh, so I'm going to get in a party. And uh, he had mentioned that he had just got back from Thailand. And uh, we started talking Thailand. And uh, there you go. One thing led to another. I said, I got to get you on the podcast. He loves travel. And he's a pretty successful actor, writer, director. And you would maybe know his face if you saw him. And he's done a lot of commercial work, especially, and he's been in a bunch of movies. But uh, he's kind of like, hey, you're that guy from that thing. He's one of those guys. <laughs> uh, but a really, really nice guy. And uh, it was a pleasure to meet him. So we'll get to that in a little bit. First, I want to uh, bring up some business. And that means the website. If you go to the website, you'll notice it has a little bit of a new look. I uh, had to redesign the website because my old web guy, uh, Gary Ricky, back in Chicago, as, was moving on. So I was taking the website off his hands, so we had to redo it and everything else. I really want to thank Gary for all the help he's given me in the last couple of years, making the website look awesome. And uh, I have him to thank for that. I also want to thank Stieg Grieve who is uh, the new web guy, and he built the new website, and uh, he won't be managing it. Uh, that will fall to me. <laughs> God help us all. I, uh, I always kind of maintain it, but this time it's going to be all on me. So I'm ready for it, folks. Ready for it. And that website is, of course, TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go to the website. Uh, you can see photos of our guests. You can hear the episodes there, or you, maybe you're listening to them on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And if you're on iTunes, why not give us a good rating? That's a nice thing to do. Helps people find the show. It boosts our presence, and uh, it's good for all involved. And it costs you nothing. So if you can go to iTunes and uh, give us a good rating. I'd appreciate that. If you go to our website, TravelTalesPodcast.com, you'll see links to all our social media, our Facebook page. Give us a like there. Twitter, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, uh, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram. So you can click on all those things and uh, join in the community. All right. I'm not going to talk too much because my mouth is starting to hurt. <laughs> Gosh, so annoying. You want to ruin your weekend? Get stitches in your gums. Anyway, what do you say we get to the interview with Mr. Robert Peters? Enjoy. So tell me, Mr. Peters. Yes. Where are you originally from? 
I am a fourth generation Oklahoman, <laughs> born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Did you uh, travel as a kid? I mean, was your family a big traveling family? We were, but only to primarily one place. My grandparents, uh, my grandfather was a big fisherman, fly fisherman, and a hunter. And he found this little oasis that was like heaven to my mom especially. But it was it was just this incredible little town in Colorado. It's called Lake City, Colorado. Lake, what uh, part of Colorado is that? Southwestern. Uh, the nearest town that people would, might be familiar with would be Crested Butte. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, which is where I actually learned to snow ski. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. In Gunnison? In Gunnison, wow. Yeah, that's I, way up there, man. I'm that's the top of the world. You, I'm surprised you even know. I mean, yeah, because these are all very small towns, but it truly, and, I, and I've traveled quite a bit uh, in the States as far as, you know, Montana and Wyoming and, and Utah, and there's we've obviously got a lot of, of beautiful mountains and, and, and beautiful uh, areas, but I just really think that little town in Lake City, that area, Lake City, Gunnison, may be one of the most beautiful places in the world. It is gorgeous. And so we'd spend every summer up there, and I would, and it wasn't just like a vacation thing, like where we'd go for a week or two. We would literally go for like almost the whole, entire summer. Oh, wow. Yes, as a, as a family. So were you a hunter? <clears throat> no. Oh, yeah. I never got fun- into it myself either. Well, it's, and it's funny you ask that because I'm, I'm, I, I find myself being hypocritical as far as my views on hunting and as far as my own experience because I was asked to be a, um, uh, I guess they were at the bottom of the barrel, but I was asked to be a celebrity uh, on, a, on a hunting <laughs> show, on a hunting show, and I, um, I turned it down because uh, I, 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 I thought you know I could hunt. Certain animals, and then I would, I'd be like other animals. I'd be going, "Hey, hey, run, run!" Yeah, exactly. We're, we're gonna, we're shooting. Yeah, I was always on the fence of that because you know I lived. We would go up to Wisconsin and Michigan all the time, and yeah. you know a lot of people in hunting up there, deer mostly. Yeah, and you know I realized the point of that. What they're saying is that if you don't call the deer, they're going to be all you know overrun with them because we got rid of all their predators. Yeah, like there's no wolves anymore or anything like that. So it's like. I understand to call the herd, but I don't know. It's I, there's no joy in it for me. I don't think. Yeah, I mean it's tough, but I think the people that that hunt and they actually eat what they hunt and they, right. you know, it's it's uh, and it's yeah, it's I mean it's it's it's, it's been you it's know. the trophy hunting stuff that I hate. You know the uh, you know people going to Africa and shooting lions and stuff and right. you know that's horrible. And, and there's no even yeah exactly, and it's not yeah. even a sport. That How hard is it to shoot an elephant? They're not moving fast. You can't yeah. miss. You know yeah. you do a giant gun and it's awful. Yeah. That's- and speaking of elephants, that would be. And I know we may. Uh, uh, talk about Thailand at some point or some, oh yeah some we'll travel. get there but 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 I will but I will with owners I is because elephants I'm just I I love elephants I mean I just think they're the, one of the coolest animals and and uh, that was my uh, uh, my introduction to, uh, one of my ba- most favorite things about Thailand was was the elephants well let's get to Thailand I remember when you when we uh, saw each other we had you had mentioned that you would I think you had just come back from there yeah and uh, you've been there numerous times yeah. So is it, and you said that's like your favorite country to visit. I think, you know, when I'm, uh, it is for a lot of reasons. I mean, I love to travel to Europe and, um, and I can talk a little bit about that. I, 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 I really started doing most of my 
you know, going back to your original question was growing, growing up, I, we really didn't travel that much except for this little place in Colorado. So I, I, uh, my first time out of the country was I, I went to Vancouver when I was uh, like, uh, <laughs> we barely know, count that. Ex- yeah, exactly. Exactly. Seattle North. Yeah. Vancouver, <laughs> Vancouver and Mexico were my, were my, were my travels abroad up until college age. Right. And so then, um, uh, a few years ago, I started uh, directing films, and I mentioned that because I really started traveling through the film festival circuit, and that is what originally took me to Thailand. In 1999, I had directed a film that uh, was accepted there, and I actually won an award there, And they, but they flew me over, they put me up, it was an incredible experience um, for the festival, but also just Thailand. And, and it is, it, you know, when you travel and I, to be honest, I haven't traveled to Asia much. I mean, I've been to the airport in Japan and, <laughs> yeah. I, and I do love the airport in Japan, by the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, the Narita. Narita. It's just like, it's like, yeah, I, I posted something on Facebook that, uh, uh, the lounge there, I felt like I was in a restaurant that you'd make reservations for. Was this the Admirals Club? Uh, it was Delta. I'm a okay. Delta guy. Yeah, I'm an a- uh, American guy. But okay. I mean, I remember it bit like the uh, the Narita, the Admirals Club lounge in Narita. It's uh, just like a whole like sushi buffet. Everything's yeah. free. All the yeah. alcohol. Every, everything. It was great. I didn't want to leave. Yeah. Same. same <laughs> I, yeah, well, I, I, no, all, all kidding aside, same with uh, same with Delta. I mean, I literally, it's I'm so comfortable there. And sushi, the whole deal, and uh, and it's a beautiful airport. And I, and I think I remember the saying. I think one year I was uh, routed through uh, Seoul, and uh, it was the same way. Uh, and I can't remember the name of the airport there, but um, Incheon. In, yeah, Incheon. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. pretty That's a nice airport. Pretty too. nice there too. Yeah. But from Bangkok, I mean, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming this film festival was in Bangkok. Exactly. Um, you can go. That's a hub for you. Can go anywhere in Asia from there. Absolutely, and that's the, and that's the beauty also of Thailand. And, and, and you know, uh, the first year I um, and I think we we uh, shared a laugh about this because <laughs> the first year that I went, um, you know, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know really what to try to do while I was there outside of the film festival. But I had been told, you know, that you could travel easily and very. Um, economically um inexpensively um to these little islands you know around you know around thailand so my first year i went to kosamui yeah and, and we have a mutual friend there carter it, that's right that's exactly <laughs> right and so so kosamui for those listeners who are considering thailand is kind of the 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 more laid back i i think of of the of the islands to go to and it is um but what was comical to me was when i first arrived i I, uh, and, and just to give you perspective, you, as you know, you can rent a motorcycle, usually from yeah. Carter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You rent a, rent a motorcycle, and you can pretty much go end-to-end, like 10 or 15 minutes. But in the middle of this island, and, and, I, and I will say in defense, they, they did make it look sort of islandish. But <laughs> in the middle of this island, this remote island, is a Starbucks. Right. And I remember thinking, and I remember kind of laughing at myself because... In the same breath, I was looking at it, going, "Are you kidding me? Starbucks? What? You know?" And then I was like, "Oh boy, thank God, Starbucks!" <laughs> yeah. You know, it was it was comical because I really was kind of happy to have the the familiarity of it. But yeah, uh, well, the good thing about Starbucks overseas is they uh, they usually have free Wi Fi. That's always the best part about exactly, it. <laughs> exactly. But I remember like renting a <clears throat> co- um, scooter there in Kosamui, and then when you needed gas, you would pull over, and they would come out with like a bottle. 
like a, a soda right. bottle yeah. almost full of gasoline, and they would I pour f- it in your little moped tank. I forgot yeah. that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, really? That's what you? Okay. Yeah. There was no pump. There was just, you know, <laughs> they come out with these big, giant, like 40-ounce bottles yeah. full of gas. We should get that going here in the States. Yeah, sure. Yeah. For a scooter, you don't need much. Why not? So what do you think, uh, what was it about Thailand that really spoke to you, you, you think? Well, again, it's it's... You know, when you're when you're traveling and you're and you don't want to, I mean, spend a whole lot of money. Hopefully, I mean, because it's it's uh, um, it can be expensive. You know, between your flight and your airfare and uh, well, flight and airfare. I said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, between your flight and your hotel is what I was meant to say. You know, your hotel and 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 meals and so forth. So again, this is only my. You know, I, I, I was just surprised how. Um, how far the dollar goes for a, a nice hotel. Uh, I'm, I'm a Hilton guy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing all these plugs now. Del, Delta Hilton. <laughs> Delton, Hilton. Uh, but, but I will say um, the last few times I've been there, I've stayed at this Double Tree, and it's, it was a great hotel. And I, I just feel like anywhere else, I, I have the feeling probably if you're in, I don't know, maybe you've been to Hong Kong or been to, yeah. been to uh, you know, Tokyo or wherever. You know, Hong Kong uh, and Tokyo uh, are expensive. <clears throat> that's what I've heard. Wise, yeah. That's what I've heard. So, so I, I guess... Only from what I've heard, and, and I uh, and so so that uh, the the people are friendly. Um, the people are very friendly. They, the smiles, the land of smiles. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you can't beat a massage. You can't beat a massage. And you the know. food is food, fantastic. Food is phenomenal. Food alone, I'll always yeah. go back to Thailand. No, no doubt. And I will, although I will tell you, you you have to, uh, for me at least, be careful. But the, the first time I went there. Um, the 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 guy who runs the film festival is, is a New York guy, um, and he but he's lived there for twenty or thirty years. But he took us all out to lunch, all the filmmakers and uh, some of the people involved in the festival, and he bought everybody what he thought they would enjoy. Well, talk about spice! Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought my head was going to explode. <laughs> I left the table trying to, you know, look like I wasn't just getting ready to, to spontaneously combust. But I mean, it was like, man, I love that stuff. But oh, uh, yeah, okay. they were always amazed that, like, yeah. you know, they were, they would sit around and watch the white guy eat. You know, they yeah. make the spice. Because <laughs> this, this press trip I took this summer, that we would go out and they would go, "Oh, you like that?" I go, "Yes, bring it on." And they were like amazed that I would eat it because they're so used to because they always have to like ask every tourist like do you like spicy do you want is it too spicy for it they would and then they'd end up dumbing it down right and i said no i want to eat what you eat i don't want to you know and let me ask you two questions i'll I'll throw (laughs) throw it back at you uh uh have you ever eaten bugs uh i did up in chiang mai actually Chiang Mai is actually where I want to go to next. Yeah, you should check it out. Especially sure. when we talked about the elephants, because if people go online, they can see the elephants painting there. And, yeah, and it's like, and, but but also it's just beautiful mountainous area. But I um the one thing I did do, which which you were asking, what also made Thailand so special to me. I, I love history, and I love um, one of my all time favorite films, probably my top ten, I would say, is is Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah. And I had I've I've gone there a few times, but it's a great day trip if you if you ever go, have you? Have you ever yeah, done no. That? I, this this summer, I was there. I, okay. I, I went there for yeah. the first time because the uh, the Muay Thai boxing camp I took was like oh, right in wow. that. Uh, is it Ayutthaya? Is it like turn or Kanchanaburi? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah. So right. that yeah, that's where it's like a hour, two, hour, two hour yeah. uh, 
drive up from Bangkok. It's yeah. not bad. And the Tiger Temple. Did yeah, you yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't go to the Tigers. Tigers. Well, you get to pet them and... Yeah, it's kind of cool, actually. And, 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 I, and I, I recommend doing it towards the end of the day. Because towards the end of the day, it's... They also feed all the animals. I mean, there's a lot of animals that are on this. It's it's a it's like a monastery. I wouldn't call it a monastery. It's monks. It's yeah, uh, Buddhist monks. But it, it's well, it's just called the Tiger Temple. But it's it's really cool. Yeah, they have all the tigers there, and then but but also towards the end of the day, they feed all the animals, and and you you have a little Doctor Doolittle moment as <laughs> all these animals come up to you, and it's just it's really cool. I really prefer cool. to get in the uh, space with the tigers after they've eaten. Yeah, when they got a big full belly. You know what? Good call. Good call. <laughs> I obviously didn't think that through. How many times have you been back? Uh, I've been probably, uh, I'd say all told, seven or eight times. And For the festival? Uh, primarily for the festival, but but I've also gone just for holiday as well. And this last trip, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's uh, I've become friends with people now that live there, which is great. And um, uh, so I, I, ideally, would, I'd, I'd love to film something there. These guys were talking about... Trying to shoot something over there, and uh, oh, that'd be awesome! Oh, it'd be amazing. I'd what was it. the uh, film you took there the first time? My first film was called Mutual Love Life. It's a short film, uh, but it won the Golden Elephant Award. Oh, good! Top, Congratulations! Top, thank you, thank you, sir. Uh, and that was, uh, that, yeah, that was it. Was a great experience. And that, and that, and that little film, as I say, it took me all over Europe and and um, and, and and Thailand and all over, and a lot of festivals in the United States. And then the last film. Uh, I took there just this past year. It was also a short film, uh, it, and and what was really cool was the the guy who runs the festival. Uh, I won an award there as well on, on that one um, for this short, and he took all the award winners to Rome, uh, Italy, just about a, a month after the Thailand festival, which was great. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, so I went to Rome for the first time. With, and with what'd you think? I was just there this summer. Blew me away. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I really you like history. Oh wow! Oh well, but yeah. One of the one of the guys that uh, I walked around with, uh, one of the other filmmakers, said, you know, it's, this is like an outdoor museum. Yeah, and it is. It is. You don't really, you know, it's it's just it's just unreal. I mean, you, you, you and and what's so cool about Rome is it's such a. I don't think there's any other city in the world that has the style that people have there. I mean, it's just it's just <laughs> so much style. Everything's about the meal, and you go out and hospitality and it's just got this great feeling but you've got you know uh with all this history of a thousand years you know, thousands of years right you know you've got that mixed with this you know very you know cosmopolitan city you know well how did they uh we should go back and uh, for people who don't know who you are there's a uh, you're a oklahoma guy how does an right. oklahoma kid end up in hollywood well, you know that's screw loose. Is what happens there on that? <laughs> so you disc. started. You're an actor. I'm an actor. Okay. I grew. I grew up even 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 in the in the Oklahoma world. I I I, I pursued it on some level uh, in school and and did did stage work in, in in Tulsa. There's a few famous Oklahoma actors, right? I would say there's a couple who who's, who's from there. Oh, um, who would you know? That Tommy Lee Jones. Is he, he's nah, like, he's a he's a Texas Tom, guy. he's a Texas guy. God, it's funny that I'm spacing right now. I figured, like, usually in those states, they know everybody who's from Oklahoma. Well, they and, and, <laughs> and I do. I, I, you and I were talking earlier because because recently I was I was involved with with a, a tribute thing that they did for people in film and people in music in Oklahoma City, and the, and, the, and I think the exhibit is still there. But there's a lot of people uh, on both sides of the camera. Um, 
for example, Mary Kay Place, oh, yeah. Alfre yeah. Woodard, um, Gary Busey, uh, Gaylord Sartain, who was a character actor. Um, uh, on the music side, Leon Russell, J.J. Kale. These are guys, some yeah. of the guys that played with uh, Eric Clapton for you. Um, God, um, uh, a friend of mine's Cindy Shupak uh, is a really, really top-notch writer. She was a writer for Sex in the City. Oh, yeah, for, I, know, I recognize um, the name. Yeah, yeah, she's written, and everybody loves Raymond, you know, and I think she's got actually a new show that she's going to be doing. So you've been out here for like 20-plus years. Yeah, yeah, okay. a long time. So did they think you were crazy making the movie even in L.A.? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> People were like, you're going out there, the crazy place? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, no, I guess... I don't know. It's a it's a great question. I I I um I think I don't know. I, th- I think people understand. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 something that you're just not sure if you can make a living at it, and that and that's where I feel just fortunate. You know, mm-hmm. and and my dad had even said that back in the day. Someone was giving me a hard time. You know, kind of poking fun or something about. You know, just trying to come out here because everybody wants to be in in showbiz. But my dad just said, "I think he wants to make a living at it," and I, I said, "That's exactly it." And so, so for me, I just um, I had, um, I guess I, I guess I had a fairly pragmatic view. I still, you know, <laughs> you you got to be. You, you, all kidding aside, you do have to sort of have a naivete. I remember reading Charles Grodin's book. Uh, Is it, uh, what's it? It'd, it'd be, be so, so nice, nice if you were here. here. Yeah. yeah that, you I know love that. that book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he, it, it's great because he, I mean, I, I remember laughing out loud when I read it, but one thing that he said that, that stood, stuck with me was it, it almost helps to have a naivete. It almost helps to come out here and just, you know, I mean, you, you can still be practical and you still know what you got to do and, 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 and focused and all those things. But, you got to be a bit of a dreamer because it's, it's you just don't yeah. know you don't you know what's going to happen. Well, people yeah. would they would probably know if they saw your face. Usually, they would know you're like almost that guy from that thing. Yeah, you, know, you, so. you get a lot of that. You do a lot of commercials too. Yeah, yeah. It took me about my, my first two or three years. I did I did production work to help pay my bills, which was actually I enjoyed as as, as well because I was just I was on a film set and I worked as an assistant to a producer. I did art department work. I worked for a couple actors and then. I got two movies back to back, and both big movies, small roles, but big movies, and um, and that really started me going as, mm-hmm. as an actor. And I um, and so then I've since that time, and that was in the early nineties. Uh, I've, I've made a living ever since. That's and, great. And I, you know, I've relied on on commercials that have been good for me, um, and also uh, certain movies like like early on in my career, I did a movie called In the Line of Fire with uh, Clint Eastwood and oh, yeah, John yeah, Malkovich, yeah. and it was and it wasn't a big role. I mean, but it was. But for me, it was exposure that because the movie did really well, and my scene with Malkovich, I play. Oh, speaking of hunters, I play a play a duck hunter. Oh yeah, and uh, and it's and it's kind of funny because it kind of makes fun of hunting a little bit, but. Uh, uh, he has this gun he's going to kill the president with and anyway they used it in, and I and I'm one of the good old boy hunters and so they they uh they used that in all the trailers all the marketing so <laughs> so that started really getting me work i mean and um that'll impress the folks back in uh, Oklahoma yeah they appreciated that <laughs> you hanging out with Clint Eastwood exactly exactly well let's get back to travel i mean did you ever you said your first trip was uh in college age, like I never left the country till after college either. Oh, okay. I mean, I had yeah. never. But um, 
Was there like an eye-opening moment when you went to like say Europe for the first time or something like that that made you see the world in a different way, maybe, or or did it answer a lot of your questions that you might have had, or what? I mean, what was it about stepping into a new place? Yeah, that, I mean, why well, again? I yeah, that's uh, that's a great question, and I I I don't know. Um, I I can I can say this, um, and a lot of my travels is say has come a lot through my through film work and that's my favorite way to travel too. Yeah. you know when i'm either and you have something to do and you're on someone else's dime absolutely <laughs> that's absolutely. the best way to go so my first feature that i directed i um a shot in germany oh wow and so germany i i i was was a real eye-opener for me and the and the biggest eye-opener which probably comes not as news to anybody but my but uh was berlin and and and, was, and and seeing where the this is after the after wall. the wall came yeah. out. okay I really really wish I had had the chance to go there before I was Be- at the last summer of oh, the wall wow. eighty nine wow. that was my first trip to Europe and uh, well and, and then been... I was just back like three years ago okay and it's a completely well, different city it's yeah so but weird. I envy that I envy that you were able to 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 be there for both because even for me just historically just everything it, it was it was really a a a big moment for me to to just stand there where that wall was and just you know I can only imagine how this wall separated these two worlds and then as you know you can go up in the TV tower and look down over the city and you can see easily where east berlin and west berlin you know, are separated by architecturally. Yeah, yeah. And you're going, wow. I mean, just two <laughs> different worlds. You know, one that has thriving creativity, and one that you know was just limited to, you know, just just yeah, ha- utilitarian. How do, how do we make? Yeah. And... How do we make your life miserable? <laughs> and but now, you know, I, I think you'll agree. You know, everywhere is great. Oh, and it's, and, it's, and a it's hot like city now. Ca- cafes. It feels like Paris to me. Yeah. And, and Paris was a big deal to me. The first time I went to Paris, it was a. Uh, I, and and I will say this in the in in the interest of uh, travel experiences, you know, uh, I have a really close friend who lives in Paris, and he uh, he's very um, oh oh just proper for lack of a better sure. word. But he's he very he's French or very American, French, very French. Okay, and so you know he he was telling me why f- f- the French are considered snobs. <laughs> he said he said what happens is these Americans come over and they'll go, hey, where's the Eiffel Tower? And the French guy will say, uh, "We start with bonjour, you know. Let's say hello to each other, and and so forth." So he kind of prepared me for that. So when I went there, uh, and I was just trying to explore on my own, you I were got, overly polite. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you all, should be anyway. All I mean, kidding aside, I was. I, yeah. I, I certainly didn't want to be that American that, that wasn't at least trying to acknowledge right. how they do things there. Well, I, I, mean, I don't. I don't speak French, so that would be the preferred. But, yeah, that, that's that's strike one. But but <laughs> but I will say, if if I, I do find that if you have a humility or at least a you know not an attitude um, that they couldn't have been nicer to me. I got lost a couple of times, and and I had I remember walking into some restaurant saying, "Hey, listen, I apologize. I'm looking for this blah 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 hotel or whatever." People were two, two or three people were, were were ready to help me. That's great. Yeah, I mean, usually, I mean, they, they said the same thing when I lived in New York, and yeah, and I tell people it's like uh, it, it's not that they dislike it, tourists or anything like that, yeah. but they only care about tourists. Yeah, when they're in the way, right. you know what I mean? Right. It's like 
if you're going to look at a map, move to the side of the sidewalk and get against the wall or get in out of the way. You know, don't if you're blocking the the line of the aisle or whatever, you know, getting into the subway or if you're taking too long, then that's the only time they care. Yeah. Other than that, no one nobody cares. Exactly. But any big city, people are just kind of like they're not so eager to help because they see a million, you know, in Paris, how many tourists did they see? A, a day, you know, right, a million. Right, so right. they don't care. And they're all going to the same. They just don't get in the way. Yeah. But, well, and, and when we filmed, uh, I actually filmed part of my the, that feature I was telling you that I, that I did in Germany. We filmed one day in Paris. Oh, nice. And it was it was an improvisational comedy. I play, I play a bad motivational speaker. I'll go <laughs> and plug my film. It was called Half Empty. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a wacky... Uh, the the best uh, uh, review I got compared it to kind of a Christopher Guest style comedy, which is what I'd, I'd hoped for. But this is, you wrote it and directed it? Did it? Yeah. Oh wow! I I I, 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 uh, I wrote it with one of the founders of Slam Dance, uh, Dan Mervish, and Dan's a director in his own right and, and and writer. But he and I wrote it together, and then we decided to make this film while we were going over to Germany. <laughs> and then on the way back, we had a layover in Paris, so we shot in Paris. But the reason I mention that too is because. In the film, it's towards the end of the film where my character kind of has a an epiphany and and about who he should be and and uh, and so forth. But he, we started just randomly walking up to Parisians and and asking them. This will show you how bad my French is. A quoi tu sont dans ton cœur? Quoi? What tu sont? Do you speak French? Uh, I had a couple of years of it. Say it again. A quoi tu sont dans ton cœur? Uh, what is it? It's what is truly in your heart. Oh. So imagine doing that here, like just walking around L.A. and just randomly as you get, <laughs> going, hey, excuse me, what, what, what's, what's in your heart? What's truly in your heart? I, I, I don't know. But what we Cocaine. were... Cocaine. Yeah, That's exactly. What exactly. <laughs> what, we were sur- what we were surprised, because it, it was comedy. You know? Right, right. We, we have a camera. We're just you know playing around. Anyway, everybody we talked to, everybody would stop and actually try to answer the question with some some That's interesting. It, it was it was a it was it was a cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> so where else in Europe have you been? Uh so I mentioned Italy, mentioned Rome, I mentioned uh, Paris. Ger- Paris, I mentioned uh and I've been to the Cannes Film Festival. A okay. Few times, yeah, so I've been to there. Which I That's a scene. Oh man, is it? But in a great way. I always try to describe it to people. There was like, here they are, they're selling. Because I was uh, reporting in a, on a press junket for, it was Wall Street 2. I remember, the, I remember that. Wow. And so, of course, they have the giant Hollywood movie premieres. And right next door is some guy selling zombie hookers from outer space, you know, <laughs> just like, and then just like, all oh, these different types, you know, you got your Hollywood types and then these like, Turkish billionaires with like on a yacht with like you know bikini clad women just hanging out throwing money around on Z grade films. It's it's hilarious. It's yeah, hilarious. It really is. It's uh, I mean it's I, I think everybody should experience can even <laughs> even if they're not in the film industry. But it's 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 uh, and I, and I will say one of one of the most beautiful hotels. I've ever seen. Oh, uh, which one were you in? Is the one in, in Antibes. I didn't stay the there, but de, yeah, Hotel Cop, de Cap. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the. I've seen photos. Yeah. Well, next time you go, you got it's. Did it's you about, stay there or just go have no, a drink? No, there? I didn't stay there. No, I, I just had a drink there. I would just go there. There. That's where it's, like Clooney stays. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's but it's a great place just to go at least one day oh, for yeah. for lunch have or a drink. For, have a drink because it's it really is 
beautiful, beautiful hotel. So where it, it's not in Ken though. It's in no, it's about twenty. Yeah, you get twenty minutes away. Yeah, about twenty twenty five minute cab ride. Yeah, I need a friend with a yacht. That's you gotta, what I really need. Well, the yachts, you know, the yachts are great because the yachts are all in the harbor there, and you just kind of walk <laughs> yeah. along the dock and find out where the parties are. You That's know? great. Give me one. Any good can stories? Any uh, celebrity kind of well, drunk, the, drunken can stories? Uh, well, I remember one of the first years that I went, because I've gone a few times, but I remember seeing Quentin Tarantino tearing it up. This is before he was Quentin Tarantino, as before we know Pulp him. Fiction, or was that before Pulp Fiction? Yeah. So it had Reservoir Dogs. There? Yeah, exactly. So he, but he was just starting to come into his own. But I mean, but he, he I, I think everybody's the same. I, and actually, I'll, I'll say this: I was there. Um, uh, I can't remember what year this was. It's been 2011, maybe. Um, and Owen Wilson was there for his first time uh, with Midnight in Paris, and and um, it was so cool because at the at the Hotel du Cap, you can jump off these cliffs um, into the water, and, and I, so we were doing that. It's it's right outside the pool. I mean, it's it's couldn't be cooler, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're so we're jumping, and I, and I knew Owen before, so we're all kind of going together but i but i got out of the water and i didn't really know who this other guy was it was jumping in in and out too and we're all just having fun and, and uh i said hey man i go i go what's your name he goes spike i go ah, spike that's a cool name i go what's your last name he goes jones i go oh, okay <laughs> i think i know who you are spike jones that's so but it was funny cuz i did, you know it was just kind of one of those moments where but we were all just hanging and i think that's the cool thing about can too is that you you have the opportunity in these a lot of a lot of times the, to me the, the the best places to be are the the little ter- like the Carlton has that terrace where people just sit out and have coffee, but you can sit down and and you know you may see Robert De Niro or you you'll see mm-hmm. some famous director that you've kind of always wanted to just say hello to, and you don't feel like it's a forced thing or as long as you're respectful, you know. The, yeah. I mean they're there too for to enjoy themselves, but but I guess what I'm saying is it, it's Whereas you would take months to have a meeting just to get face to face with somebody in an office, you know, you have a real relaxed setting that that allows you to say hi. But but that was and actually so so in answer to your question, that was one of the coolest experiences <laughs> that day was that when we were there and and that night, all those people were there. De Niro was there and uh, Jane Fond. I remember that it was it was and Melanie Griffith and and uh, and uh, Antonio Banderas and all these people were in the. Um, uh, in the hotel to cap. Oh, I've got the I've got the story for you. Okay, here's 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 the story, man. <laughs> how I how I didn't how I didn't start this. Yeah, you buried this. the lead. As right, they say. Here 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 we go. Here's here's the dream <laughs> dream story for me. I am. This is the second time I'm at the Cannes Film Festival. I can't exactly remember what year it was. And I had done a movie with Kyle McLaughlin, who's a great guy, great actor. And Kyle, at that time, was engaged and is now married to the woman who uh, manages a majority of the Victoria's Secret models. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like, some, yeah. I thought, is, yeah. was she a model? Desiree. She? I, think she was, I think she was a model. Right. Uh, but, I, but she manages Heidi Klum. I mean, all, all, all the top that's a good party I want to go no, to. No, no, get ready for this. <laughs> this, is, this is almost comical. You couldn't write this. So first of all, it's it's hard to get into this place at the hotel. I would imagine. Camp, I should warn you, just to get in. So somehow I always manage to talk myself in. So I get in, and there's Kyle. And Kyle, and we hug each other and say hi, and it's great. And Kyle introduces me to his fiance, But then he says, please come join us at our table. And it was the night they had done the Victoria's Secret show. So every top model was there. 
<laughs> I mean, and they're all at the same table. So now it's Kyle and I and all the, you, you name the model. I there, love there. that table. And I had done one, I had had my own show. I'll, I'll, I'll make another plug. <laughs> uh, I, I had my own little show segment on a show in New York um, with uh, the company Hungry Man. They do mainly commercials, but I had my own little show segment called Fishing with Supermodels. <laughs> and Claudia Schiffer and I did, did the pilot together. And it's, oh, and it's, wow. And I loved it. It was, it, was, it was kind of a spoof on those fishing shows. Uh-huh. But anyway, so, so for me to be around, it was, so, we, so we hung out there, and then we all went over. And I remember I've got, I'm walking arm in arm with Heidi Klum, and we go to, she had a, a villa at the, at the, um, at the uh, Hotel de Cap, we all went there for like an after party, and it was just it was just one of those nights. Where wow! Like, yeah, you, you you couldn't write that. These gigantic six foot women. Oh my god! Well, it wasn't and too. What's funny was was I, I'm sure people were wondering, you know, who the hell am I? Because I mean, I, I'm watching Harvey Weinstein and everybody. I mean, and every, they can't get in. Well, everybody, no. Well, they can get in, but everybody's looking at this table because right. it's because you're the guy it's, at the table, and I'm sitting there. I'm going, you know, it's hey, like we know Kyle, but who's yeah, that guy? Yeah, I'll help you. Come on, I'll pull a chair for you. Is that his assistant? Exactly. Who is that? Exactly. Now, that's a good story. Yeah, it was cool. It was a great time. Um, any uh, any. Nightmare stories of traveling? Have you ever had any lost luggage, a bad flight, scariest uh, flight, awful well, food on, poisoning, anything? On the Germany trip, and because it was... So so we decided to make a movie in Germany, and we're flying to um, Oldenburg for the film festival. We're actually going to do our film during the festival. And uh, and Oldenburg, by the way, is a great film festival. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a small town, about an hour outside of Hamburg. Okay. But so we have the camera and stuff with us on the plane and we have but the problem is you fly into I think it's Bremen. Uh yeah. when you go to Hamburg. Yeah, is that right? It didn't know the town, but uh, wherever wherever it was, they lost our luggage. Oh. And it was crucial because that's wardrobe. I mean, we're making a film. So to lose our luggage was on top of whatever it does to your social life, it was it was <laughs> You know, and we only have a week to, to shoot this thing. Was it all wardrobe or camera? It was well. everything. So oh, I, had to, I had to keep the same wardrobe. And we managed to, I can't remember what else was in our luggage, because we both, both Dan Mervish and I, you know, both, you know, didn't get our luggage. So um, I just remember thinking, oh, man, of all the time to, to oh. have your luggage lost. So, but they did get it to us eventually. Oh, it, and, did, it did show up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and there was a lot of things fortuitously on that film too okay that was a, that was that was the nightmare that was that was the biggest setback <laughs> but the um the but then we had a lot of things that just came together like like um we had a uh i had a scene in the movie where um the, the woman the german woman that i'm supposed to ultimately fall for but she hates me at the beginning understandably um <laughs> uh, we have to share a room, a hotel room. So we get to the Intercontinental in in uh, in uh, Hamburg, and it's funny. The beds. I don't know if you know this, but for well, me, European hotel rooms are kind of funny to begin with. A lot of them are smaller than Americans. Yeah. But, but what was funny was that they had two single beds. They smashed all, together. Yeah, but not right together. Almost like what I would call the "I Love Lucy" look. <laughs> right. Remember, remember how they, yeah. remember how they, you know, you weren't allowed to sleep together back in uh-huh. the sitcom days. So the beds were like close, but not too close. And so they were like, "Do you want a different room?" I said, "No, this is perfect." I mean, this is like it was almost like written for yeah. it. So it's kind of <laughs> kind of funny. And then, uh, 
And then the other thing that I had to mention, I've got to mention on this movie, was we had a guy who was a mafia guy, a real mafia guy that wanted to be in our movie. And, and the, my lead a actors, German mafia guy? German mafia guy. You can look this guy up. <laughs> uh, and, and Callie Schwinson is his name. And, uh-huh. and they wanted to do his, like, his life story. And maybe, maybe they've done it by now because we, we shot this a few years ago. But he knew my lead actress. And so he said, or she asked me, she said, would you want him to be in, our, in the film? He's kind of a celebrity here in Hamburg. I said, absolutely. So I wrote something on the spot. Dan and I together figured out something as a way to put him in this movie. So he takes us in to the Raperbahn, which is the red red light district of Hamburg. The Beatles made that place. Exactly. But you can never in a million years shoot in this place. Yeah. So so we go down. Is it still that crazy? Like I've seen, you know, all the clips of when. Well, you got all kinds of all the hookers and yeah, you got hookers. You got you guys. It's 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 it's, it's strip clubs. It's it's S and M clubs. It's all this stuff. So it's it's comical for my film because it's I'm playing a motivational speaker who's like out of his element. So (laughs) so what what was funny was. We're driving down, and if you know that main road that takes you there, it'd be like driving down Sunset Plaza. Yeah, yeah. Tons of traffic. Well, the guy, the mafia guy, gets gets road rage. So he uh, stops his car in the middle of the road. So first of all, we're a little concerned for our lives about being hit. Yeah. But But he stops his car, gets out of his car. And then some guy who thinks, you know, this guy isn't that big, but he's one, he's like a pit bull. He's like, mm-hmm. he, he may not look as bad as, 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 <laughs> as his bite is going to be. So this guy steps up and they get in a, in a fist fight. And, and our guy, our mafia dude, takes him down in like three punches. <laughs> but what's great is we kept the camera rolling. So he gets back in the car, and we've got it all on camera. And I, I stayed in character. And the actress is worrying because she thinks she's going to get mad at me. But it's it's this whole road rage thing in Hamburg. But I, I guess you know, to me, it was it was it was a it was a happy accident because. And then when we were shooting in in all these clubs, you know, I, I had said I said, listen, I'm, I'm willing to pay for all the drinks for for you and all of us here. Well, he started buying drinks for everybody. Oh. And so that became an awkward situation, <laughs> as you can imagine. And uh, but but uh, but no, I, I guess you know. Thankfully, knock on wood. I, I food wise, I, I I've I've never. Uh, I was gonna, I was actually going to ask you: Do you ever eat on the street in Thailand? Do you ever? Yeah, yeah, okay. all the time. Yeah, I've I never did, had a problem. Never had a problem with anything. As long as you, yeah. you see them cook it and it's cooked. Yeah. Through, you know, when you get concerned is well, anything with dairy, of course, but I mean, yeah. if, if something's been sitting out for a while, right? you know, and the flies have gotten to it or whatever, you know, that that's the kind of stuff, you know, that you got to, but if you watch them make it, usually, usually you're okay. And At when least you, that's the story I'm going with because it served me well until yeah. uh, uh, India. I mean, I was eating in good places in India and I still got sick. Well, and in, and in these parts of Asia, are, do you find that, that uh, are you ever served up? Or at least see on the menu things that you would never have thought to uh, try. In I've the, seen. In tr- oh yeah, I've seen uh, dog, Oof, uh, horse, boy. horse. I've seen, and it's I've literally tried li- either, and it's listed on the menu as that. Yeah, well, there's a name. Like I, I have to ask. Oh, what what does this mean? And then they'll tell you, and like, oh, right, oh, boy. But um, yeah, I haven't I haven't had too much of that. I'm pretty adventurous, but I mean, I had guinea pig in yeah. in uh, Peru. <clears throat> Which is like if you've ever had rabbit, it's kind of like that. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of little bones, so it's a lot of work for not a ton of meat. You know, well, you I, mean? know what? I read a statistic, and I want I wonder if you can confirm this. I heard that seventy percent 
of the meat consumed worldwide, this is worldwide, is goat. Does that make sense? Boy, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I have a new, uh, it's weird because on this trip to Thailand, this last trip, there were goats at this place, and I, I kind of, I, 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 I guess bottom line is I'm saying it, uh, for me, uh, I'm, I'm not going to order goat. Goat, I've had, is that mutton? I guess, I, I yeah, guess. it gives it fall into the mutton family, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it seemed tough, you know, when I, I've had yeah. it before. I mean, yeah. lamb is much better. Yeah. But um, I would say, I mean, I would think it would be chicken. I mean, chicken is literally, right. I've never been in a country where they didn't eat chicken. Yeah. A I'm, lot of people don't eat beef because beef is expensive yeah. to, you know, you can't, they're tough to raise, you need right. a lot of land, you need, right. Um, but everybody eats chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to a country where they didn't eat chicken. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been pretty lucky food wise again, knock on, and I eat everything, you know, I love I, food is a big part of travel for me, which is one of the reasons Thailand is one of my favorite yeah. places, but well, anywhere boy, in Asia, the food's good except the Philippines, which it sucks. There. Oh really? Yeah. That's interesting. Why, why is that? Just, they just how many Philippine restaurants are around here? <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. It's, it's, it's um, yeah, I don't know why how they screw it up so badly. It's just kind of it's a lot of you know bland fast food and and uh, yeah, not not very good. Do they have a main kind of no? Um, I mean, they do a good job with a, a pig on a spit. You right, know, those right, are really right. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lechon, I believe they call it. But uh, other than that, I mean, how hard do you screw that up? Yeah, I mean, that's it's. <laughs> Well, Slow roast a pig. I mean, that's it's going to be good. I remember I did a, a, a movie in uh, Puerto Rico. Okay, and, I've never been to Puerto Rico. Yeah, well, Puerto Rico is interesting. I mean, it, it's interesting for on, on a few things. Well, this will show how uh, how dumb I am when I when I first <laughs> when I first went there. I really wasn't sure if I was going to have to change my phone. I was. I go, what is Puerto Rico exactly? It's a state, but it's not really. A state. Yeah, and so so come to find out, as probably most people know, it's a U.S. territory. Really, yeah, I guess protectorate so. or whatever. Yeah. So so, but but I, I wish I could remember the name. There, there's something that. When you're in Puerto Rico, almost everything you order food-wise, this is in there. It starts with an M, and I can't think of what it is. But anyway, that that was one thing. But I but I did want to tell you a story that you might be able to speak to in in terms of tr- travel. The movie I did was with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, cool! You did some Van Damage. Van Damme, huh? Van Damage. <laughs> uh, called Welcome to the Jungle. It was a comedy though, but but we were in, we were in Puerto He's hilarious. He, he re- actually he really was hilarious. <laughs> but here's but here was the shocker, and and I got one of my best shout outs ever on Jimmy Kimmel show from uh, an actress by the name of Kristen Shaw, who's really oh, yeah, funny. Yeah, you know yeah. Kristen Shaw. So Kristen was there, Rob Hubel, um, Adam Brody, great cast, and uh, Eric Edelstein, Aaron Takahashi. I'll mention all these folks. Oh, this is, new, this is newer? When it's in the last couple of years, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it just came out. Uh, it's on DVD if you want to see it. Uh, and and Van Damme is funny. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle. Rob Meltzer directed it, and Rob and I had done a film years ago with John Stamos that he, that he wrote and directed. Uh, but, but this film, so we're sitting on the beach. We've been there a week or so. And this is all. This is all going to come back to our food conversation. Anyway, we'd, we'd sat. I, I knew nothing about Belgium, so we're all learning about each other. And I kind of half jokingly, well, definitely half jokingly, I said, I said to Van Damme, I go, "So what's the big deal about the Belgian waffle?" So when Kristen Shaw was on Jimmy Kimmel, she told this story. She goes, she goes, and this one actor, Robert Peters, asked Van Damme about the Belgian waffle. And we're like, "What? Are you kidding? <laughs> Who asked this guy?" And but here's the kicker. Van Damme hesitates, 
gives a really actually I should say more like a dramatic pause. Then he launches in to this historical, poetic, beautiful, mouth-watering history of the Belgian waffle. And all of us are going, I got to go. I got to go to Belgium. I got to get there now. <laughs> I got to get one of these waffles. No, it was unreal. I, 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 can't, I can't tell you enough how. What could the history how, be, though? I mean, it's like oh, when he the was king made it the, or something. The, the, the rivers of the, of the sun. I mean, it, it was, it, I, 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 I couldn't <laughs> begin awesome. to do it justice. But, I, but trust me, you, you would have you been, been seduced by it. It was just, <laughs> he, was, uh, he just couldn't have been a better representative for, for Belgium. Oh, that's great. Uh, you know. And it was it was a cool, yeah it was a cool moment we were all like and Jimmy Kimmel goes so I guess Robert was right and she goes yeah Robert was right <laughs> that's awesome but, uh, yeah. so where is your uh, if you have a bucket list of places you've always wanted to go and haven't been yet what would they be what would your top places you'd want to see uh, Brazil is one oh, of them yeah. which that's I'm hoping one. hoping to this year I'd like to go to Rio and maybe even other parts of uh, Brazil uh, I'd actually like to travel a little bit more around Italy I mean. Outside or because the festival I just was in Rome and I'd love to go to oh, yeah. some of the other parts of Italy. Um, and I'd like to go to Spain and I'd like to go to Switzerland. Um, what is it about Switzerland? I've been to Switzerland, but I mean, it's physically beautiful. Switzerland, I mean, nature wise, yeah. it's gorgeous. But I, I think that's it's that would be purely, purely, purely for the for, for the for the view. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so and and in fact and and a buddy of mine lives in and I'll probably mispronounce it but Veve uh, which is where uh, Charlie Chaplin I think lived uh, oh, okay uh, and um, but yeah I've just I've just seen photos that just make it look just amazing um, but yeah I, I think um, gosh just you know it's 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 hard when you ask that question because it's you know it kind of depends on the mood you know but but I think there I tend to probably want to go first to more uh beach areas but i but i do also love the mountains and yeah have yeah. you um have you gone to a place ever and gone ah, i'm okay if i never come back here have you ever been disappointed in a place wow like someplace you wouldn't go back to um <laughs> thinking thinking uh Maybe parts of the panhandle of Oklahoma. <laughs> I was going to say, say, don't say Tulsa, then your East, family would hate East you. Texas, maybe there's uh, some places, you know. Uh, yeah, I've been to, uh, did I work in Tulsa? <laughs> I think I worked in Tulsa. I think I did, yeah. played a college there once. I know, I know I played Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City Community College. I had there you go. I know I'm bragging, but I played Oklahoma City Well, I will CC. say, OKC, you know. <laughs> OKCC. Yeah. But but both Oklahoma City and you know Oklahoma to me is a unique state because you've got it definitely has a rural feel a lot of a lot of it is flat and it's you know I'm sure most people picture you know just one big tumbleweed but it is it is not and 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 you know this I mean it's it's because of the oil business and because people have moved there from all over the world you've got a really great culture there too you've got some great you know spe- Tulsa and Oklahoma City especially because those are the biggest cities but uh I, you know I, I really loved growing up there and I love going back there and and every year they're getting better I mean there's more development there's more uh they have a great film festival now in Oklahoma City and Tulsa and and they're just it's just it's a it's a great scene and um uh, yeah I say I love it and um they have one of the best golf courses in the country if you're a golfer Southern Hills is is uh and um yeah, I love it. 
<laughs> you know, it's funny because it, because again, it's 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 uh, it's I don't know what, what I mean. How did you imagine Oklahoma before you? Got I didn't. There? Know, I mean, I'm I'm you know, from Illinois, so I didn't think it yeah. was that much different than where I was from. You know, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's a lot of corn. Yeah. It's a lot of corn. Yeah, and I had to drive there. You know, so that yeah. was you know that's a haul. But I will say I love Chicago. By it's the a way. great city, and I love the fact I just I just went to. Um, the Route 66 exhibit at the Gene Autry, and I don't know if it's still there, but if it is, I highly recommend anybody to to go check it out because you'll the Gene be Gene Autry Museum. Yeah, where's that? Uh, here in L.A. You know, it's um, where in L.A. is it? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I should be able to tell you that. I don't know exactly. It's where not it is. that one, although that was out in Victorville or something. No, like no, that. no, no. It's it's close. It's like over the uh, like Glendale or something. Oh, okay. I, 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 I'll, I'll, when uh, I moved here to California. Yeah, uh, I did the you know basically the old sixty six route sixty six well, yeah. thing you know so I made it from Chicago to uh, Oklahoma City. I had to stop there the first night. Yeah, that was that, all one day. So that, that was about what, sixteen hours. When that King Cole sings about that, yeah, and, and that's why that's why I mentioned that is because Chicago and Oklahoma City those were you know there's a big and but you're really reminded by this exhibit how mm-hmm. what what a what a road that was. Yeah, that mean, was a haul. You know, you hear the old "all roads lead to lead to Rome." I mean, this, this that was that was the road before Eisenhower came in and 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 yeah, got, a, got us on the big uh, interstates. Uh, interstates. I mean, that was, and it's just. I mean, you really feel it, and you, and you imagine the lives that were changed, and and that were uh, those cool know. little hotels and oh, stuff along the way. And absolutely, with all the big statues, and yeah, was there? Uh, so, the part of the Route sixty six in Oklahoma City in Tulsa. Is it still like marked as that? I mean, do people? I think they've got it. You know, they've got maybe certain patches of it that mm-hmm. they've kept historically, but it's, you know, it's just, it's just. But it, but but uh, but uh, the, uh, the other. You know, I wanted to mention that because of your Chicago roots and my Oklahoma roots. But I also wanted to mention it because when you ask the question about travel, you know, uh, you know, my my temptation is is just to think only abroad. I mean, and and man, I'm just you know. Especially because I've got a lot of friends from Europe who come here, and how much they love you at the U.S. and and yeah. and, and not just you know California, and New York, and the, and the big or, or L.A. and New York and the big cities or or Vegas or whatever. It's 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 what what we grew up where we you know yeah. I, I mean be, because it's it's just amazing. I mean they're beautiful. I mean and and you know our, and our states are as big as oh. you know countries. Yeah, I know there. it's a giant. Yeah. I just you know I was in Ireland for twelve days, oh, with, wow. and I just Ireland, drove around. I, it's the size of Indiana. Okay, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it was like we drove around basically the entire Ireland yeah. in a week. You know, well, I will say Ireland would be would be high on my oh, list. Oh, you would love it, yeah. and, and I will say, and and, and I, I I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and be honest. You you asked the question about a little disappointment. I did a film in England, mm-hmm. and I absolutely loved Northern England. I loved the countryside. What town were you in? Uh, York, and we were even in, in Leeds. Gets a, a bad rap sometimes, but Leeds was you know nice, and and, and I, it was it was just fun to be over there. But all that, and, and I went up to uh, uh, the Shakespearean, you know, Stratford and Avon. I, I traveled around a little bit uh, up there with a buddy of mine. But I, um, London, I, I I loved the history. I loved. I mean, there's you know, it's it's a you know cultural mecca, but it's. I don't know, man. It was just, it was gray every day. Well, yeah, that does and, get And I just, old. and I just. I love London, but if it wasn't for the if the weather is where I, why I couldn't live there. Well, it was harder to get around. I, I found Paris really easy to get around. Really? With the I, metro? I, I, like yeah. the, the tube in London? The underground? Yeah, maybe it was because at the time I was having to go 
a lot of like a crawl, like well, it's a, like, really like a, spread out. It's well, huge. I had one friend who lived in Blackheath, and then another friend who lived okay. kind of near like Notting Hill area. But it, it was so I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I, I loved it. I, I guess I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to. But I, right. but in, but in I will say in, I need I need to go back there. I need to go back and and now that I've kind of gotten. A little more acclimate, you know. Need to write some more movies that take place in Thailand and one that takes place oh, in uh, Italy. Again, please, <laughs> your, Brazil. Your, your words to any, and when you're any, casting any producer. Well, yeah, well, no, all, all that that I'll do. But we, but as we both know, it we got to get the producers. So yeah. whoever's listening that uh, can, Who wants uh, to can, give can, a few million dollars yeah, to a, a film, we're, we're the guys. <laughs> we know we, we'll help you with location scouts and act as well. Well, where can people uh, see your work? Is there a website or like? Well, the old standby, IMDb. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you go there, and, and I've got my reels up there, so it's got some uh, some scenes from work work I've done, and and uh, I'm a Facebook guy. Anything you want to plug? Anything coming out? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm doing a film right now called uh, Wristwatch. Wristwatch. Uh, Wristwatch, kind of a sci-fi, uh, but very. Heartfelt sci-fi, I'd call it, um, for um, uh, uh, a little indie film. But um, uh, we're shooting that right now, actually. And then another film that I would like to plug is 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 called "Let Me Make You a Martyr," <laughs> which is uh, uh, a buddy of mine uh, that I've become friends with. I knew his family in Tulsa, but they're going to shoot it in Tulsa in in the spring. And um, but let me make you a martyr, and it's a really good script, and uh, and I think these guys are going to make a great film, and I'll be involved somehow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. well, it was great to meet you, man. Well, I'm, same here. I'm glad same you could here. do this, and yeah. sorry uh, we had some back and forth and yeah. you know miscommunications, but we finally <laughs> made it happen. Well, pleasure. And uh, yeah, thanks, man. It was great to meet you, Robert Peters. Everybody, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>